Welcome to Season 2 of Take a Shelfie, the podcast about bottle shops and the pints and people you find therein. I'm Jeff Martin, and with me as always is my co-host and friend in fest beer, Matt Prince. Matt, welcome to Season 2. Jeff, thank you. Welcome to Season 2 yourself. We uh, we decided to do this again, which I'm very excited about because, you know, it gives me an excuse to talk about beer in an avenue that is wanted and not by some uh, person who doesn't like beer. So this is great. Uh, yeah, and Matt, the great thing is that we did not get replaced by two smarter and more attractive hosts. Yeah, you know, um, we would have had to replace ourselves. So, you know, it's Fair. good that we decided not to do that. But uh, yeah, we're back for season two. And like any good TV show, we are going to get better with age. You know, we're like Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. We're not like we're not like friends. We're not going <laughs> to peter out at the end. It's just going to it's going to be a skyrocket every season. Yeah, definitely. And if you and it, all those people who think the last season of Parks and Rec was weak, you're just plain wrong. <laughs> It yeah, was, I mean, but this is not a this is not a podcast about TV, Matt. This is a podcast about beer, and I'm grateful to be talking to you about beer once again. What beer are you drinking this evening, Jeff? I am drinking Single Cuts inexplicably used umlaut fest beer. Now, is there an umlaut on on the name somewhere where it's inexplicable? <laughs> the can is just an umlaut, which I love. Um, I love this can. It's one of my favorite can arts i've ever seen you know we did an episode in season one about can art this can belongs in that episode uh i i really dig it it's it's all awesome. matt i'm also i'm also enjoying a fest beer because you know here we are we're sitting in october so it's time to drink fest beers yeah. uh, i'm drinking trendler Oktoberfest from tired hands one of the best you know me you know me uh i love the trendler series I, I've done a lot of making fun of Tired Hands and their other types of beer, but man, is the Trendler series ever great. And the Oktoberfest is um, just a great example of the style, as is as is the Trendler Pilsner, as is the Trendler Schwartz beer. Uh, the, the Trendler series is just very good, and this Oktoberfest is, is everything you want in Oktoberfest. It's nice. Uh, it's nice and dark golden uh not all the way to to uh i wouldn't go all the way to copper colored uh but it's dark golden and it's it's just malty and delicious and there's just that like hint of uh noble hop spice it's a very nice beer yeah mine's a little bit more on the uh caramely side it's definitely a very uh, like a really bright amber um kind of looks like honey uh it's sweeter than the trendler oktoberfest lots of caramel notes, um, but really delicious. It's the kind of beer that you just, when you take a sip, you feel leaves crunching beneath your feet. I mean, you really do. And, and Jeff, um, you know, you know me, I, I'm a sucker for fall. I love all things fall. I'm staring at an apple cider candle sitting on my bar right now that I had lit all day today. Uh, it's my favorite time of the year. So what better time to drink and talk about fall beers. Yeah, Matt, I, I almost want to turn the show almost completely over to you because you know this about me. I'm not doing it this year, but I typically do sober October because I don't love fall beer. Yeah. It's not my favorite style. And I, I you know, I am going to self admit that it's uh, part rebellion against pumpkin hails, but um, Oktoberfests aren't my, aren't my favorite. Um, style this trendler is, is terrific but um fall is not my favorite time to drink beer so i'm i'm almost sort of turning this over to you as an appreciation and i'm, I'm just here to kick in 
positive vibes whenever I can. Yeah, you know, Jeff, I appreciate that. You know, I'm more than happy to take the lead here. So the thing with fall beer is like now it starts earlier and earlier. I mean, how many times do you go through a beer distributor or a bottle shop in early to mid August and you're already seeing the pumpkin ales, you're already seeing the fest beer, Meritson, Oktoberfest, you know, lagers. Um, it's it's insane. Every it's like uh it's like when you go into like a CVS or like a Target and you see the Halloween candy at that same time. Like the the holidays are always being pushed forward and it's the same with uh with fall beers. Um but now we're in the heart of the season. I mean we're sitting here it's uh two thirds of the way through October. You know, technically you know Oktoberfest would have already been over by now in Germany. Long if, over by now. If they were doing it. I mean this year of course with coronavirus they did not even do the the most famous beer festival in the world. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't celebrate on our own, uh, or socially distance with friends. And it's the, what I love about, uh, Oktoberfest lagers is that they are the kind of beers you want to drink with friends because they're, they're lower in ABV. Like they sit in the fives, mid to the high fives. Um, the one I'm drinking right now is actually on the high. It's actually a 6%. Um, what is Trendler, Jeff? 5.2 if i so that the one you're enjoying is on the lower end mine's on the higher end um but they're the kind of beer that you can have a few of you can have them in large formats like a liter or a half liter i have a tubinger mug that i'm enjoying mine out of and you can just enjoy uh outside and they're, they're not going to destroy your palate they're just going to be easy drinkers and and to your earlier point about them arriving in stores earlier and earlier, the, the cool thing about fall beer and and especially the the Meritzen category, the Fest beer category, the Oktoberfest category, and we'll get to that in a second. You can tell me what the difference is, but the, they're meant to hang around. Like, the, you know, Meritzen's are brewed in March. And so, you know, there's no... Um, uh, drink from the can keep fresh love you heady topper uh but there's none of that in oktoberfest culture you can be fine to buy the beer in august and open it in late september mid-october heck thanksgiving yes yeah like i am purposefully keeping a bunch in my fridge for thanksgiving and to you know let's face it fall technically goes until December 21st. So I'm going to continue to enjoy these lagers throughout the duration of fall. I mean, I was talking to, I've been talking to a couple of friends about, you know, what are you going to drink on Thanksgiving? And in my lineup is definitely going to be at least one fest beer because that's, it, it complements the, the flavor so nicely, the flavors of the food you're going to eat and they don't detract from the food you're going to eat. So definitely fest beers are just a nice beer to keep around. And they've already been, lagering for months upon months so why not you know keep them a little longer so tell me about uh Meritzen's fest beers and oktoberfest what is the difference is there a difference there is a difference um so a Meritzen is a toasty bready amber lager it's german um it's got restrained bitterness and it's dry okay so that's what a Meritzen is. It's brewed in March. A Fest beer, by comparison, is a less intense version of a Meritzen. It's not as toasted as a Meritzen. So what I'm having right now is a Fest beer, 
Um, so this is on the richer end, and it definitely is a very rich beer. I mean, it, while while refreshing and while pretty easy to sip on, you can definitely taste the sweeter caramel notes, which which play up that richness. You and I a couple weeks ago sat socially distanced in your yard and enjoyed uh, a couple bottles of a beer called Pennsylvania Polka, uh, and that beer, it, you know, it probably comes in you know, just shy of 5%. So that probably qualifies as the fest beer. A fest beer. Now, Jeff, who brewed that beer? Um, Me. Drink, everybody. Drink. Why? Because you're talked about him. I Yeah, I tried to sneak it in without um, mm-hmm. mentioning myself, but. You know, Jeff, I, I, I think you deserve all the credit in the world. That beer was delicious. I mean, if I was poured that at any um, stateside Oktoberfest celebration, I would be more than content. It was a delicious, delicious lager. So Matt, I, I'm, I'm reminded of, and thank you, I'm reminded of um, an Oktoberfest celebration that you and I went to. And so I want to use this as an example to, to transition into what other types of beers do we see around autumn? What What's a fall beer? Because I don't know if you remember, but we went to this Oktoberfest in Narberth. And I, I, I distinctly remember walking up to a table and them saying, here, this is a nice Belgian white ale. I'm like, cool. And I sipped. I'm like, yeah, this is Hogarden. Yeah. <laughs> so, A, all love to you, Hogarden. But, you know, that's not the most impressive craft offering that you can put out there at a, at a beer fest. But, but B... I, I don't know that Belgian whites are, are really fall beers. So, you know, what styles come to mind for you when we're talking fall? I mean, aside from uh, a fest beer, Meritzen, um, you of course, my mind immediately goes to pumpkin ales. And I know you're not a fan of pumpkin ales, but there are a few that I really, really do enjoy. And it's just a few. There is like a, a small. Let's let's hear three or four. Call them out. So I'll, I'll gladly call them out. I love um, Trogue's Master of Pumpkins. It's like the perfectly balanced. It's not too sweet. They use real pumpkin, which I think is a big part of why I enjoy it. Anyone who eats, if you eat pumpkin pie, it's not the sweetest pie. The cus- the, the, the pumpkin mil- filling isn't the sweetest, but you put whipped cream on it and you, you have all the spices. Um, they also use nutmeg and vanilla in uh, Master of Pumpkins. Good Gourd from Cigar City, um, a wonderful imperial pumpkin ale, which is funny because Cigar City's in Florida. You don't really associate them with having even fall weather, but they make one of the best pumpkin ales. Um, locally, uh, Vault, which you and I have gone to, they make a sweet potato ale on nitro that's really like a subdued fall ale and it's really delicious so those are the pumpkin beers that i look forward to um if you're looking for something that's more widely distributed if you're listening to this you know the pumpkin ale from a dogfish head is a really good take on the style so definitely um there are really good ones that aren't going to attack your mouth and be too sweet in the times when i enjoyed a, a, a pumpkin beer um which i'm not I, you know i'm not trying to sit here and be snooty and say I, I will turn my nose up at one if it's put in front of me my my point in saying i don't like pumpkin beer is i don't go and buy it um but uh pumpkin was one that i enjoyed a lot and matt the, the ones you brought up and especially the vault one um really makes me think because 
when you call it a pumpkin ale, you have to think back to to when pumpkin was being used seasonally as a fermentable, you know, because the, you know, we're, we're sort of at or past the barley harvest time. And so there's, there's some barley hanging around, but we're also going to use pumpkin to, to add sweetness, alcohol, uh, body, et cetera, et cetera. And so vault I'm guessing probably uses sweet potato, uh, in a way as a fermentable. And that, that's something I can get behind because most of the uh, commercially popular pumpkin beers are really just pumpkin spice beers. Like pumpkin spice beer, I can't get because it's just it's really just cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg. It's it's pumpkin pie spice. It's essentially uh, it's essentially a, a Sweetzel's spiced wafer ale, which if you called it that, I'd be behind it. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people like if you're talking about like the most well-known pumpkin beers, I mean, the one that zooms to the top of the list is pumpkin. I always used to think that was ginger snaps in a glass, and I thought it was an assault on my taste buds. I didn't want a glass of cookies. I wanted a glass of beer. Um, so that's why I really don't uh, don't like that beer, um, to be perfectly frank. Um yeah, I appreciate when they use real pumpkin. That's like the thing. And and like you were alluding to, we're talking about like 1700s, they were using pumpkin as malt in beer. So when people, I think they get in their head that pumpkin ales are like this trendy, new, or like in the last 20 years thing. But really, it's one of the oldest uh, brewing techniques is using pumpkin as malt. So I appreciate them for like the historical sense. And when you can find one that really brings out the flavors of the season, the ones that use real pumpkin, I think they tend to, you know, be the better versions of that style. Another style that I know you will appreciate is the wet hop or fresh hop IPA. And, you know, I think Sierra Nevada really were the, the was the brewery that kind of brought this style on with their, they have their, um, they have a bunch of harvest ales that their celebration ale, which is a winter IPA is a wet hop ale. Um, so their hemisphere ales are like wet hop, fresh hop ales. So that is definitely um, a style that I know you can appreciate. Matt, I'm glad you brought the wet hop IPA up because the, the wet hop IPA is a, a, a clear, crisp beer and that's had during the fall when it's cold but during the summer we drink these new england ipas that you know have a ton of body and and they're chewy and it seemed it seemed weird to me that that sort of oppositeness was going on because you would expect when it's hot out you want to drink something crisp and when it's cool out you want to drink something you know stick to your ribs um but it's about flavor profile more than it. it's it's about the hops that you use because the hops used in the summertime beers and new england ipas are, are now all the time beers but they give you pineapple and mango and orange and and tropical and that's a that's a very summery flavor profile and the wet hop ipa you get a lot of uh herbiness and um some some spice uh and that's just a that's a terrific profile and it's great for the fall i want to bring one up and you know we we've already we've already talked about trogues matt 
you're, and now you're holding it up. And it's just really appropriate that we're in episode one of season two, and now we've called out Trogues twice. Hopknife, which is their sort of Harvest Wet Hop IPA. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to shout out uh, friend of the podcast, Adam. Matt's opening his, his, um, his Hopknife. We're going to shout out friend of the podcast, Adam, for securing each of us a six pack because it's uh, it's not one that gets out very much anymore, uh, but it is available at the brewery. Yeah, you know, Jeff, it was really disappointing to me. Um, I think Hopknife is one of Trogue's best IPAs, and I think it has like a really good spot in the market because not a lot of breweries are doing a fresh hop, like crisp um west coasty or you know midwesty ipa at this time of the year breweries just aren't doing anymore because now breweries think that every beer they brew is fresh they're you know that consume fresh thing and the new england ipas but they actually ditched this beer this year as being their fall ipa and replaced it with a hazy ipa which i just thought was so backwards you know hot knife is the quintessential fall ipa a, a hazy IPA, Matt, which in itself is a renamed uh, clear IPA, isn't it? What hot knife? No, or, L- oh, lucky, lucky Holler. Lucky. Yeah, Lucky Holler was a was a good fresh hop IPA last year, and then this year they made it this just kind of generic hazy IPA. Yeah. So, sorry, Trogues, I I don't understand that move. Um, Sp- sponsor us, but also make us uh, your your, your um, beer consultants. Yes. Not that you need it. You're no, doing you don't fine. Need it. You don't, and and we love Trogues, but but I Hop Knife went from being a well distributed beer to a brewery only very limited run, and I just think a lot of people, from what I read on social media, were really upset. You know, because this is a beer that you look forward to, and Trogues does a nice job at really playing up the seasons. I mean, when you think of their hop cycle with blizzard of hops and fresh cut and uh and field study like they really get the seasonal drift of hops and hop hop knife is to honor the hop harvest which is all about fall and i mean jeff you were talking about the hops i mean this one yes there there's el dorado and citra but there's also cascade centennial chinook columbus those are old school hops all the sea hops baby all the sea hops and they're but those are old school hops that people don't really use anymore because no one wants a bitter beer anymore for some reason we now have sort of been sort of focusing on um beers that come out during the fall that you want to drink during the fall but there's also some styles that are year round but are still best during the fall and i'm thinking of two i'm i'm thinking of brown ale and i'm thinking of uh not necessarily stout but porter um, I think Porter for the fall, and then maybe you move into the stout. They're they're basically uh, you know a little bit body and a little bit ABV different from each other, stouts and porters, um, but they're they're not too different from each other. So you start with porters in the fall, and then you move on to stouts in the winter. But brown ale and porter are great beers for this time of year. Yeah, oh, definitely, and uh, you know, I think when I think of fall and I think of brown ale, I think of Bell's best, uh, brown, uh, best that's, brown ale. That's exactly I mean, the one I was going to bring up. I just think of that owl on the can and how it just it does look like you're just walking like you're like out in a hike in the middle of fall and you just happen upon an owl. Like it, there's something about that beer that is so that I just I need to find that beer because that needs to be consumed on my Thanksgiving, like a good brown ale. And we're lucky, Jeff, because locally 
there are some amazing brown ales being produced. A local brewery that we had season one, Attic, just got recognized for their brown ale at the, um, uh, what was it? Was it the Great American Great Beer? American Beer Fest? Yeah, they just got um, was did they get silver or did they, they did? Yeah, they got silver, which is amazing. Yeah, and congratulations, other, Todd and Laura. Yeah, congratulations, Todd and Laura, and also uh, Rich Majestu from uh, two locals, their Nubian Brown Ale, which hopefully will be out and about soon. You know, breweries are are, are dipping back into the brown ales, which is amazing. And when I think of like a darker beer in the fall, I know you were saying porter. I my mind goes to the aptly named Fall from Main Beer, uh, Main Beer Company. It's this really fantastic uh, coffee stout, and it's a lighter. It's a, it's not like a thick stout. It's like a nice, easy drinking stout, but it it hits all those fall. It feels like you're just drinking a cup of coffee, looking at the fall foliage, and it's amazing. It's almost like we're sharing screens and and you have my notes up because yeah. these are the beers I was going to mention. Um, yeah, because I think what has popularly um, flooded the market in, in the stout category is the Imperial Stouts and also um, Pastry Stouts. And neither of those are, are bad. They're both excellent. They're both excellent styles and, and I like them both. I want to see Pastry Stouts explored more. Um, I have a lot of Imperial Stouts in, in my uh, basement closet just waiting to be uh, enjoyed at some point. But yeah, a lighter drinking stout, a porter, they're, they're both – I have nothing to add, Matt. You stole all the beers that I was going to mention. Now, Jeff, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention another beverage, and it's not beer. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a hard cider um you know locally perfect time of year for oh my god perfect time and locally i mean we have a a brewer slash a orchard locally to us uh we have ship bottom brewing and linville orchards that have uh teamed up to do a hard cider and then they did a apple cider donut cider do you do you have a can of that for me i Okay, thank well, you. Well, because... well, I well, I have the apple cider one. I don't have the donut one. I can get the oh, donut okay. one. I can get All the right. donut we'll, one for we'll, you. We'll talk. We'll talk off the air about the donut thing because um, it, it being you know gestures broadly. Uh, it, I've not gotten myself out to Lynn Villa this year um, because that that place is uh, packed to the gills at all times. Um, but I, I need my fix of apple cider donut. Apple, the apple harvest, fall equals apple orchard equals apple picking equals fresh pressed cider, which is unpasteurized fresh pre- fresh pressed cider is perfect to make uh, to make apple hard apple cider with. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a style that cannot be denied for this time of year. Right. And it, it, are there I, any big commercial ones, Matt, that, that you enjoy? So, yeah, I, actually. So the the cidery that I enjoy the most, surprise, surprise, is from a, is up in Vermont. They're called Shaxbury. And from what I understand, they distribute pretty wide. And if I were looking for one, um, just something pretty accessible to enjoy, I would go with the Vermonter. Um, because it, they use a juniper in it. So it's, it's a little bit more nuanced than your really sweet cider. It's a little more dry. So if you're a beer fan and you're not looking for something that's like, you know, candy sweet, 
they make some amazing ciders and they also have collaborated with some of the top breweries on hopped cider. They made um, one called ping pong with modern times. They made, uh, they took their Arlo blend and hopped it with other halves hops. So they've, uh, they, they have really great relationships with um, brewers and that's a, a kind of an exciting little uh, collab seeing a hopped cider um, and I've had some of their hopped cider and they're really interesting and worth a try. I know that they also do a farmhouse cider, which Jeff, you're a farmhouse fan. Maybe that would be a great cider for you. Speaking of farmhouses and, and speaking of attic, attic just announced their first saison, which I thought was a weird thing to do during the fall. Uh, but you know, I might get over there and try to grab myself a four pack because, uh, you know, it's. Fall is similar weather to the spring. Spring is my favorite time to drink a Saison. Um, so I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, you know, Jeff, it's funny you bring up Saisons because uh, we have a local brewery that might be the best, one of, one of the best Saison producers in the country, and that's Forest in Maine. They do seasonal Saisons. So one of they do a, a fall, an autumn Saison, which is, uh, from what I've heard, delightful. Any type, any beer that you're holding in your hand during the fall is the perfect fall beer, uh, unless it has the word summer ale on it. Honestly, I mean, uh, otherwise you're you're pretty set. Um, so I I think that we've mentioned a few that are that are good. Uh, any beer that you have is going to be great, and it's you know it's just a great time to be outside and enjoy some good beer. It really is. And, uh, you know, don't stop drinking fall beer when Halloween's over. I think people kind of like move on from the season and, you know, Thanksgiving is after that. And it's always fun to create like a little Thanksgiving four or six pack to bring with you and kind of enjoy as the meal goes on. I've had that discussion with a few people recently about what's going to be your fall for uh, your uh, Thanksgiving four pack, your Thanksgiving six pack. So it's always fun to uh, think about how you're going to at that point, maybe transition more towards winter beer. And, you know, it's a fun little uh, activity to do. So, you know, listeners, what's your, uh, you know, go out there, find your, your Thanksgiving four pack, your Halloween four packs. Yeah, we have some new places where you can tell us about that. We have changed our name on Instagram. We are now just Shelfie Pod. And we did that because now we also are on Twitter as Shelfie Pod. And we are at Facebook.com slash Shelfie Pod. Those are all the ways that you can interact with us on Take a Shelfie. And we certainly uh, encourage that uh, at any and all times. We love hearing from the listeners. You can... Download Take a Shelfie at shelfiepod.com. We also changed the name of the website. And you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a nice review. We really appreciate it. Uh, it really helps with promotion of the show. Matt, thank you for being my guest this week. Uh, I sort of just let you take over. I promise that next time I'm going to come more prepared. But uh, as we discussed at the very top of the episode, fall beer is not necessarily my forte. I hope I got some good punches in there. Um <laughs> We now have either a football game to watch or a debate to watch, and I have a feeling that either of them is going to make us mad. So thank you for being with me at the early end of the evening for some happiness. Uh, and every time we get together, it's happiness. Until next time, I'm Jeff Martin. And I'm Matt Prince. Cheers. Cheers.